0: Okay, you know what, I give up. We're heading into week four, I don't know. I don't know who's good, I don't know who's bad, except for the Raiders, so I'm gonna let you pick the rankings, I'll wait. No, you can't put the Commanders at number one. Posse Hacker Nation, welcome to an episode of podcast the podcast where you don't have to pack your but it sure does help. I'm your host Tom, just waiting for the chaos to end. Grassy, and today we are going to be breaking down the top ten teams heading into Week Four of the NFL. And this is must see TV. And I thought heading into Week Four things would get a little easier, but nay, they have just gotten harder. That's what she said. Or he said. And so here we are again. Week four, number 10 is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right, folks. We're at that part of the show where Tom has lost his mind. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think for the first time since starting Paccast, has made the top 10 In the power rankings. The Jaguars. uh, They shut out the Indianapolis Colts last week. Then this week, they go and defeat the L.A. Chargers. Freaking, fracking, slap the crap out of them. I know Justin Herbert's injured. I know they don't have a run game. I know Keenan Allen is out. And now they got Rashawn Slater out for the entire year. But the Jaguars are playing some pretty good football here. Travis Etienne. Didn't suck as much as he had the past two weeks, but this was the James Robinson show. Had 100 yards. On top of that, Christian Kirk, who myself and everybody and their mother made fun of the Jaguars for paying him that amount of money, looked good once again, had another tutty. And Trevor Lawrence, every week, just looking better and better. So you know what? The Jaguars, they're on top of the AFC South, a division that looks incredibly Winnable. So they get the number 10 spot. Do I believe in them? I don't know what I believe in anymore. Number nine, you got the LA Rams. The Rams making their debut after, you know, the preseason power rankings. And the Rams uh haven't done a whole lot to impress me. They barely hung on to the Falcons, they got their ass kicked by the Bills, and here they were able to beat the Arizona Cardinals, now allowing a single touchdown. But the Rams, they did enough. Matthew Stafford, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Cooper Cup is freaking running it now. And Cam Akers actually looked pretty solid, besides the fumble. The Rams, I still think, are a good team, and they are a surefire bet to win the NFC West because pff, ain't nobody else going to be winning that division. So the Rams, I think, have stumbled a little bit out of the gate, but they still have a 2 and one record. They have a big Monday night game against the San Francisco 49ers, and that will definitely be a good litmus test. Then again, the 49ers may have left their offense in Denver. But the Rams, you make the list. You're at number nine. Be happy you made it at all. Number eight, you got the Dallas Cowboys. I wasn't going to put the Cowboys on this list, but hats off to Cooper Rush. He's technically 3-0 as a starter now in his career, something that Daniel Jones only dreams about, and Daniel Jones also probably wishes he had at least three seconds in the pocket. I don't know if it was the Giants' offensive line that was hot garbage or their pass rush that was that good, but last time I checked, they got 22 pressures on Daniel Jones, which definitely was a career high. They beat the ever-living crap out of the then-undefeated New Jersey Giants. And yes, they're staying at New Jersey. The Cowboys have been mildly impressive. Week 1 came out completely flat against the Buccaneers. Dak Prescott gets hurt. You think their season is completely over. Then they beat the Bengals. And then they go into Jersey. And then they beat the Giants. And while it was a low-scoring game, the offense definitely left a lot to be desired, but Tony Pollard ran pretty well, and considering they're doing all this with Cooper Rush, their defense might just win them a whole bunch of games until Dak Prescott returns, whenever the hell that's going to be. For the Cowboys, it's rush hour, baby. Congratulations. You might have a QB battle when Dak Prescott gets back. Number seven, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dropping a bit in the power rankings this week after the loss to the Green Bay Packers, but I'm not going to penalize the Buccaneers that much. And the reason being is they had Akeem Hicks out, Mike Evans was suspended for a week, Chris Godwin was out, Julio Jones was out. That offensive line is definitely looking a little bit shaky. The Buccaneers offense struggled all day, but Tom Brady led them down the field when it mattered the most and they would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling refs and stupid play clock on the two-point conversion. The Buccaneers' defense is very good. They're gonna get a lot of these weapons back. Tom Brady has looked not so great these first three weeks, but I think that they'll pick things up as the season goes along. They're probably gonna win their division considering how bad the Saints look. And so at number seven, you have the Bucs. Number six, you got the Kansas City Chiefs falling from number two. All the way down to number six. And that's because of the loss to the Indianapolis Colts. And this was just an ugly game for the Chiefs. The special teams is not good. Patrick Mahomes definitely having some uh, plays he wishes that he has back. Left some yards and points on the field. But kudos to the Colts defensive line. Played this game really well. Sky Moore, I don't know if they're going to allow him to return punts anymore after this game. But the Chiefs, they're another team. Probably gonna win the AFC West because they are currently tied with the Broncos. And we saw how the Broncos played. So I imagine Patrick Mahomes and company are going to return back. I am a little worried about their run game or lack thereof. But right now, sitting right outside the top five, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, you got the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, This is the Lamar Jackson show and all of us just have tickets. The defense almost blew a lead to Mac Jones and the Patriots. Thankfully, we were able to hold on. They were able to get J.K. Dobbins back, which kudos to him coming back after a long, long hiatus after a major injury. The Ravens are looking pretty decent here. The AFC North, after losing all of their games last week, Looked a little bit more competitive this week. I still think the Ravens are favorites to win the division. And Lamar Jackson is going to get paid an absolute absurd amount of money after this season. They're going to live and die by Lamar Jackson, which has kind of been their M.O. for the past couple of seasons. But the Ravens were able to go in and stop the New England Patriots from any type of comeback. They did make Mac Jones look a little bit like Michael Vick at some point, but then also made him throw three interceptions. So the Ravens sitting in the top five and sitting pretty pretty. Number four, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. That's right, folks. Packers are in the top five. Put them in the top 10 last week, and oh, it feels so good to move them on up. Got their ass kicked by the Minnesota Vikings in week one, but week two, dominant victory over the Bears, and week three, scored 14 points in the first half, which is not ideal, But, something you don't say very often as a Packers fan, their defense and special teams crushed it this past week. The Packers, we've been waiting for this defense to break out, and they did. Didn't have Sammy Watkins, also didn't have Christian Watson. Still able to move the ball efficiently, at least for two drives. Fumbled, didn't let that get too much in the way. Devondre Campbell, looking amazing. Jair Alexander does have a groin injury, which is a little concerning. But the Packers defense came up clutch. They won a tough game, and when it came to the two-point conversion, they stepped up and stopped Tom Brady. So the Packers, their defense looking pretty damn good the past two weeks, and if that defense drags Aaron Rodgers to a Super Bowl, yeah, I'm fine with it because a W is a W. Number three, you got the Buffalo Bills. I'm reducing them the least out of all of the teams that lost this week because the Bills, I feel like they just got the short end of the stick. So many injuries. Micah Hyde, unfortunately, out for the season. Their secondary just getting destroyed. Defense, a lot of injuries over there. Offense, all things out of whack. They had the humidity going on. Miami clock management was rough for halftime. People not running out of bounds at the end of the game. People not running out of bounds. The Bills are still a very good football team. My hat is completely off to the Miami Dolphins, but I think that Josh Allen and company are going to be able to rebound from this. The Bills still are going to be fighting for the AFC East. Still, honestly, could be the number one team in the AFC. It is only week three, but I think all of the injuries, the bad plays kind of just caught up to them and the Dolphins took advantage. And while there's no good losses in the NFL, I'm not going to penalize the Bills too hard. Number two, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, they beat the crap out of the Washington Commanders. Nine sacks on Carson Wentz. They were like, hey, Carson, remember when you were on our team? Yeah, that's not the case anymore. Jalen Hurts looking incredible. And the Eagles have really shown in the past three weeks multiple ways on how to beat a team, whether it's with the run game, whether it's with a passing defense, whether it's with the pass rush. They have found ways. Devontae Smith looked incredible in this game, and the Eagles look like, and arguably are, the best team in the NFC. They're the only team that remains undefeated in the NFC at 3-0. And right now, I don't know what's going to slow down the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, they're sitting at number two. And finally, at number one, you got the Miami Dolphins, a big old jump from last week. And here's why the Dolphins are ahead of the Eagles. It's simply because of the quality of the opponents that they have beaten. They beat the Ravens in week two with an amazing comeback. And then they knocked off arguably the best team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills, in week three. The Dolphins proving that they are a gritty football team. Tua looking great even though good God, it looked like he was concussed after the first half and they somehow allowed him back in that game. Yeah, that deserves to be investigated, but the defense able to hold cause a bunch of problems for the Buffalo bills. And while some of you may say, Hey, they got lucky. I say they capitalized on opportunities, the bills, whether it was their conditioning in the humidity, whether it was the mistakes that they made the dolphins, they made less mistakes they even had a butt punt, and they still were able to win this game. It's a big division win against a major rival, a team they're likely to see again in the playoffs. And for the Dolphins, they can sit at number one, the only team undefeated in the AFC, and in my opinion, the best team in football right now. Kudos to you. My Dolphin call. <laughs> you earned it. righty then. So to recap, at number one, we got the Miami Dolphins. Number two, we got the Eagles. Number three, the Bills. Number four, the Packers. Number five, the Ravens. Number six, the Chiefs. Number seven, the Buccaneers. Number eight, the Cowboys. Number nine, the Rams. And number 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. What team do you think deserves to be in the top 10? Which team do you think maybe deserves to be knocked out? Let me know. You can also me at tomgrassiccounty.com or tomgrassiccounty, Also, social me you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Paco.